Hello, and welcome to I Have a Few Questions About Being a Grown-Up. I'm Annie Middlemist. And I'm Patrice Ciccarelli. We're two coaches helping new adults who are trying to navigate their path. We tackle your questions and offer solutions while building your emotional intelligence along the way. We're here to help. Let's get started. Hey, Patrice. Hi, Amy. How are you today? I'm good. It's good to see you. I am good too. Having a great day. I love reading all these questions. I'm having so much fun doing this. I have a few questions podcast and we have another one that came in. This one came in uh, through our email of, I have a few questions podcast at Gmail. And um, this is Steve from St. Louis. He's in high school and trying to get all the things in order for college, for being a grown up, and really is a yes man, it seems, from reading his letter. So he's working, um, he's in a couple of clubs at school, he's in a sport at school, and then bearing the lead, he's also a student full time. And so adding to that is the ACT, the applications for college, do you have volunteer work? Do you have everything on your list? And it's just really bringing him down. And this is a big concern, I think, in the research of teenagers and the stress that they're feeling, not only the pressure they're feeling about getting to college, but then the social pressure that's also coming in, whether it's through social media, through your parents, through your teachers. So how can we help Steve feel less overwhelmed and just feel like he's got a handle on things? Yeah. So which which pillar do you think this touches in emotional intelligence? I think it's self-awareness. Yeah, that's where I was going to. I think it's self-awareness as well. Yeah, I know. Um, I remember those times where I was in school. And I remember in particular when I was a senior, how stressed I was. So I did. I worked at a dry cleaner's. And I was in gymnastics and I played softball and I was trying to do well in school and thinking about where I was going to go to school the next year. And I remember that it was causing physical illness, like the stress of trying to do all of that. I ended up with some sort of stomach disorder (laughs) and it was so stressful And I was sick for a long time with that because it was all stress related. It was nothing else other than stress. I was just making myself sick. And I didn't know at the time what it meant to be self-aware, like how to catch it ahead of time, because it starts to pile up, right? You start to, you start to get this anxiety and you get stressed and you're like, oh my God, I'm losing it. I can't deal with this anymore. And then you feel bad about yourself and you can't do your homework and it just piles on because you don't catch it early enough. So I I think self-awareness definitely is part of the problem, not part of the problem, but what we're dealing with here is how can you be more self-aware about your reactions to stress? And then what do you do about it? Yes. And I also see that as really thinking about what matters and what you can set aside. So if we're thinking about, you know, I can throw a ball in the air and then I get a job and I'm now I have two balls in the air, right? Now I'm in a sport. Now I have three. Um, 
You have so many. Is there one you can take out of circulation or bring down a little bit and set aside that maybe isn't as important? So um, I remember a few years ago, somebody taught me about the three balls that you juggle in life. And there's the bouncy ball and there's the lead ball and there's a the crystal ball. And you're juggling these three balls all of the time. And if you let the bouncy ball bounce, drop, you drop that one out, it bounces right back up and you can get it back in the rotation. No harm, no foul, nothing's broken. You're juggling the lead ball drops and it makes a big thud and it doesn't come right back up, but there's no harm done. It doesn't break. So you can pick it back up and it's a little bit harder and it's a, made a louder sound, but still no irreparable damage. But the crystal ball, if that drops, that's going to shatter and you can't get the crystal ball back. So I think that trying to identify what is the crystal ball in your life? Mm. If you let that drop and it breaks, that you're not going to get it back, that should be your number one priority. So that could be your relationship with your family or you know, an important relationship that you're in. You don't want to let that go. It could be, you know, for somebody that age, it may be college. Like I don't want the college ball to drop because that's the most important thing to me where, you know, if the volunteer work drops, it's like, well, shoot, darn it. You know, it may bounce right back in or it may make a thud, but you'll be able to get that back and do more volunteer work in the future. So I think prioritizing is key to understanding what's, what are the important balls in your life? Yeah. And what do you feel you won't have to make excuses for? So let's say you let your grades slip because you're busy in your sport. Then someone is going to ask you, you know, if your priorities going to college, tell me why your grades slipped. Oh, I was, um, but really you just didn't make it a priority, right? It, you didn't make it the right ball and how you managed it. So, um, but the whole stress of trying to be perfect, I feel like that's a lot of in this conversation is it's okay. Not be perfect at all of these. Yes. You joined what, like, why did you join the team? Because I really enjoy the sport. Okay. So then have fun at the sport, like find the fun. Find the fun in all of these. Tell me about your job. Oh, I loved my job when I first got it, but now it's more stressful to give me more uh, duties and responsibilities. And I don't really want that, but I feel like I'll let them down if I don't do that. And, but maybe you wouldn't let them down. Maybe if you're dishonest and said, I can't take that on right now. Yeah. That I think people appreciate honesty and that's too much. Yeah, I agree. The other thing I was thinking about when I heard this question was, what specifically do I do when I get overwhelmed? Like, what are the techniques that I use to get myself back to a state of less stress in managing things? So what happens to me is when I have too much stuff going on, it's all in my head. And it's like the thing, like to the to-do list keeps popping up, but it's not organized, right? It's like, oh shoot, I got to call the doctor. Oh shoot, I need to file my receipts. Oh shoot, I haven't done my expense report. Oh Oh, and that reminds me that I need to book my trip. Oh, and, you know, and there's like all this stuff. I need to make that flyer and I need to do the volunteer work stuff. And there's all this stuff going around in my head. And I've learned for myself 
that when I get to that point, I need to write it all down and it doesn't have to be organized. I just need to make a list. What's coming, what's in my head right now that needs to get out of my head. And so I will make that list and I'll put it down. And then I remember a long time ago, I'd gone through some Franklin Covey organizing class or what was it? The five priorities class. I forget what it was called, but I use this one technique all the time. It was so helpful. So I get that list, write it down in no particular order. And then I go through and I write, what are the A priorities? Like what has to happen immediately? What are the B priorities that can maybe happen tomorrow or even later? And then what are the C priorities? Things that can push them off till next week. So then I go through and go, all the A's, all, you know, what are the A's? What are the B's? What are the C's? And once you have your A's, B's and C's, and then you put them in order there. So here's my A list. What's the most important A? And that's number one, number two, number three, number four. So now you've prioritized your A list and then you go to your B list and you prioritize your B list. Right. And then you do your A list, focus on your A list. And then just the the action of crossing it off of that list, it actually, there's actually a chemical response in your brain. You get a dopamine hit when you cross that off, which is, you know, a a gratifying feeling like, oh, I got that done and you feel good about it. And that will make you feel better about being overwhelmed. One, you've got it out of your head. You've prioritized it. So you know what's most important and now you're crossing it off. And you feel like it's manageable because you can see it. You can't see it when it's bouncing around your head. Right, right. I like that idea. And my former principal at my school, she kept a notebook in her bathroom. And so in the middle of the night, if she woke up and couldn't get back to sleep, she'd grab the notebook and start writing things down. And then she'd go right back to sleep because it wasn't anything that she had to remember. She didn't have to put it in a file. Yeah, um, I've done that too. said about paper and, or, you know, throwing it into your phone. Yeah. Getting it out of your head. So I remember right before I went away to college, my mom gave me a journal and she said to me, whenever you're worried about something, just write it down. So I was never good at like keeping a daily diary or a journal, but I find it so helpful if I'm up at night and I got a lot going on and I'm worried about stuff and I can't figure it out. If I go and either write it down, even if it's just chicken scratch. I'm just writing down everything I'm thinking, or I write myself a letter, or I write somebody else a letter, or I go to my computer and type a letter, just getting it out. Then all of a sudden I can go to sleep because no longer is my brain trying to solve it. I can solve it tomorrow when I look at it. Yeah. Do you have any other techniques that you use? I do. uh, I switched to a whiteboard because I kept losing the papers that I would write my to-do list. I didn't have a specific notebook. And one of my friends uses a whiteboard for everything. She has sets of them. And so they're planning to go on a trip and surprised my friend in LA for her birthday. There was a whiteboard plan, what we're going to bring, when we're going to leave, what kind of clothes we didn't want to forget. And then when the event's over, she wipes it off and she's like, all right, what are we doing this weekend? Whiteboard plan. And I love that idea of the whiteboard holding all the information. And then you can just literally erase it. Like you said, drawing a line through it. Yeah. I can erase it, but I always know where the whiteboard is. And it's much easier to find for me than white paper or a post-it that that was the posts are almost causing more 
stress for me. I think I'd rather write it in a notebook and then tear the page out and throw it away than try to find a post-it. Yeah. I think what's important in that is finding out what works for you. And that goes back to self-awareness because we all have different techniques that work for us. I like the ABC one, two, three works really well for me, but that's not going to work for everybody. Not everybody likes to do it that way. So trying to figure out what works for you, how can you get the stuff out of your head and onto a whiteboard, onto a piece of paper, onto your computer so that you can see it and it's manageable. Yeah. And evaluating how much stuff you're doing and prioritizing what is most important and what maybe can be cut. Right. Because there might be something that you're only in because you feel obligated to it and not because you're enjoying it. And that's where you need to, you know, question that. Like, would I rather be spending this time with my friends or, you know, fixing up a car where I bought a car and I'm going to fix up the car, but you know what? I'm not really having fun fixing up that car. I thought it would be fun. It's not, you know, letting, let go of things that you thought you were going to do and have fun. I mean, one, one chance of this life, have fun with it as much as you can all, all the time. That's always my motto. <laughs> Probably why there's it's kind of a messy house. Cause I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So being aware of yourself and how you're feeling. And I like what you said about listen to the physical signs because your body is telling you what your mind keeps ignoring. Your body's going to start telling you instead. Yes. I, I've really been focusing on that practice um, because we've been talking, you and I have been talking about it more, but you know, I'll have to do something, say it's for a volunteer organization that I'm involved in. And, you know, I'm responsible for coordinating the end of year party and certain parts of it aren't fun to me. And I start to get this resistance, like, Oh, I don't want to do it. So I put it off and put it off. But then when I start to feel that now, I start, I stop myself and I think, why am I feeling weird about that? Why do I not want to do it? It's just making a flyer. Why is, why am I resisting it? And then I try and figure it out and talk myself out of it and just put it down on paper so I can cross it off later. (laughs) But it is, it's part of a practice of like trying to figure out what's causing me stress and why is that causing me stress? I see other people, they love to throw these end of year parties. Why do they like it? What, what do they find joy in it? Like, why can't I find that joy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now, you know, in the future, maybe that's not what you sign up for. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. You sign up for a different way to help. If that's what you hate doing, then don't be the girl who does that. Right. Cause somebody else will do it better and they'll, and somebody else is dying to do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. And to anyone out there who's feeling overwhelmed, find your process, keep the balls in mind, the crystal ball, the bouncy ball and the lead ball. I think that's a great visual and um, listen to yourself. Take a moment, step back, listen to yourself, but find a way that you like to prioritize that works for you and go from there and have fun. If you have a few questions about being a grown-up or would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach us at I Have a Few Questions podcast on Instagram and I Have a Few Questions podcast at Gmail. Reach us either way. We would love to hear from you and take your questions or maybe even meet you in person. And if you enjoyed listening, 
Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. It would mean the world to us. We always love having subscribers and making new friends.